you are listening to the gentle project podcast all about kindness and i am your host irene kartik my guest for today is a doctor he's a surgeon he's also an author and his latest endeavor is to help us work on our inner selves my guest for today is dr krishna bhatta Let's get talking to Dr. Bhatta. Good morning, doctor. Welcome to the Gentle Project podcast and it's a delight to have you with us today. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. How are you? I'm doing well. How is it? How's the pandemic been? <laughs> well, pandemic uh, depends upon which news you read, but you know, vaccination is here, so that's a good thing and uh, uh we being in healthcare we got the vaccination like you know so we'll be experiments for how bad we do <laughs> so yeah no i think things are generally looking a little better you know i know england had some problem but i does it is it looking any better there the numbers are starting <laughs> to go down but uh, we still are not out of the woods uh, it it's quite uh, widespread even now mhm but yeah vaccinations have started so that's a mm-hmm. good thing so mm-hmm. hoping that we'll have some sense of uh, normality at least by the year end if not later good 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 great so doctor i mean i was curious you are a surgeon you are the head of a department you are an author and now you also have founded the relax meditation app how do you find time and motivation to do everything that you do <laughs> uh i i love this question you know it's a no simple answer but i'll tell you one of my incidences in when i was in birmingham um and i was a junior doctor there you know it's like house officer i don't know if you are familiar with medical system there that we used to have that that's kind of the lowest at the bottom trail we had just had come from india and i had i had got my i think a first years and i was uh, talking to one of the surgeons in one of the big hospitals in birmingham and uh, of course we uh, junior doctors look up to them you know so i asked him how did you you know how did you make to the professor and his simple answer was folks who want to do it they do it just one line answer so I think it's a matter of interest, right? I mean, if you have a passion for something, you find time to do it only. And some people there is a saying that goes only busy people find time. So that's probably what you know, there is something some inner drive that keeps me interested and uh, doing and things just happen around um something that you think about. absolutely i mean uh, in fact i just finished reading your book uh, yesterday and uh, i was so intrigued uh, the uh, you know about the book and how much there is that we don't know how did you start uh, you know when what motivated you to write the book well several things together um and uh, of course as doctors we come across more dying people than normal people but in family also like my grandfather or you know 
things that were happening and I think sometimes things happen around you and you don't ask questions. And uh, I mean, everyone is not Buddha, but Buddha, you know, like he saw one death and one old man and one sick. And he, you know, his questions were so profound that he wanted to do something about it. For me, it was more of, you know, like, uh, yeah, there, there's something to it. I mean, there's something that, um, and one of the story I tell in the book is uh, some old 87 year old person who I had done the surgery and things were not do going that great. Um, several months after that, I mean, he went well after surgery, but then he came back and was sick for some other reason. But one day he comes calls me and says, I want to go. And um, you know, the question in my mind was, where is he going? Does he know? And do I know where he is going? So that and a lot of experience of my own meditation uh, about uh, different experiences that uh, led me to formulate. It's not an easy thing to formulate, you know, uh, because nobody has the final answer. You know, it's like we have glimpses here, glimpses there, and, you know, put things together. Uh, but... Uh, how did you find it? I mean, uh, did you find it readable? Did you find it, you know, helpful? Absolutely. I mean, it was a wonderful book. I uh, It was one of the few books that I finished, like, you know, without taking too many breaks, uh, okay. you know. Uh, so it, it kept me uh, kind of hooked on to, you know, the way you explained it, uh, bringing in the Indian um, philosophy, and kind of beautifully uh, weaving it with your own experiences. Uh, I think I found it uh, really wonderful because a lot of times uh, when it comes to Indian philosophy, people think that it is all about yoga or, you know, all the turmeric lattes or, you know, the sadhus, right. but mm -hmm. there's so much more. So I, I loved how you got uh, the Bhagavad Gita uh, also. And there did. is one chapter on that, yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. That's an essential part of my life. So um, I love that. I love Bhagavad Gita because it's a, um, not so much as a scripture, but so much as a practical guide. I mean, that's a, uh, the five, five pillars of success, you know, that comes from that book. And uh, um, Somehow it has not been interpreted that way by many other people, but that's how I see that verse. And uh, I don't think there has been any improvement or you could improve upon that even today. Absolutely. I mean, uh, the philosophy, the five pillars of success, I think it can be extended to all parts of life, you know, right. professional as well as personal. That being said, who was your, like, who has been your greatest influence so far in life? Well, I must say, I mean, sometimes we forget that uh, we are influenced by our parents. When I was growing up, I didn't think I was influenced. But uh, if you look at what I, how I live, so it is, uh, I think my parents had an influence. Uh, I, I must say, I mean, whether I give, I give that credit when they were there, I, I don't know. But uh, my father was a um, professor of ec econ economics, and he was the, the principal of a college in India. He was very well regarded. He did his PhD from London e School of Economics. 
but he had Gita as his, you know, founding things. And uh, uh, our house was a place where many people from all over India visited, uh, you know, the spiritual leaders, political leaders. At that time, I, I must say I didn't pay too much attention, but I must be imbibing, you know, it must be going in my... So, I don't know, if you may have experience with your parents or if you have, you know, younger kids uh, in the family, that sometimes it, it feels like they're not listening, um, but something is going in. So, and my mother used to do a lot of puja and, you know, all those customs that followed. So, it must have had that and... Uh, Osho had been a big influence. I mean, his uh, meditations, I, I, I love them even now. I mean, I practice them. And uh, he had a lot of, lot of good things to say. He had a lot of controversial things to say as well. But, um, you know, he, he's, he, you know, those are the two I would say. I mean, of course, there is many, many on both paths, on the meditation path and medicine path. I have had many, many mentors and people who guided me. Um, to where I am. That is great. I was also curious, sometimes, you know, when, when you see people who have been associated with science, you know, sometimes people tend to disregard the other part of life, the spirituality, everything. They want a reason and a logic. So <clears throat> how did you kind of find that middle ground in doing what you do along with exploring uh, so that has happened lately in India, you know, or in the spiritual tradition that materialism is, you know, it's like separate from spiritual thing. Um, my, of course, my role model is Krishna, right? So if Krishna is my role model, I have to be both. I mean, he is in mainstream. I mean, he never left mainstream. Uh, so why should I leave mainstream? The, the point is, can I have both, you know, can, you know, it's like Buddha left his kingdom and, and did, and, you know, he's great, I respect him, I love him, you know, I learn from him, but why can't we have both, you know, have the kingdom and the Buddhahood both together, and that was the tradition before Buddha and Mahavir in, in ancient India, like, like Raja Janak or Ram or Krishna, they all had, uh, or Bhishma Pitama, and you name any of those ancient histories, they all were parallel. Um, so I thought, I mean, it may take longer. I mean, if you go purely spiritual or purely material, um, it may be a different path, but for me, I think it, they complement each other. So for me, it was a natural growth, but I, I feel that, you know, it, uh, the meditation part helped me in my medi uh, medical practice too. And of course, it helped me you know, sleep simple, sleep better. You know, it's like uh, react to emotional storms better. You know, that is great. And in today's day and age, there is also the imbalance of success. Like people who are extremely successful, uh, they also face a lot of burnout and stress. In comparison, I think today mental health. Everybody says that. One in 20, at least in America, are facing uh, some kind of mental health issues. Uh, so in terms of the imbalance, how can meditation, can meditation play a key role? So that's one of the key aspects of my app. 
you know so the app has the the whole concept of app is that we are born with three assets not just two so most of the meditation or psychology or psychiatry is based on mind and body and mind and body balance the third component that relax with two x you know you can see on the on my background brings is the concept of flame like individual consciousness so we all are born with body mind and individual consciousness so if you draw a circle nucleus is your spirit or soul or whatever word you do the core or the essence or this you know the source but just outside there is a circle that is your individual consciousness which is separate from the cosmic or the greater consciousness that everybody talks about and then on outside is the body and mind so what has happened is that we are all born with different levels of body different levels of mind and different levels of the flame or different size of the flame we don't pay attention to the flame and we only pay attention to mind and body so we can have a great physical health we can have a great intellectual mind but because we have ignored the essence this the source that brings all this energy to us we are at a level where depression is easy burnout is easy and uh, instead of trying to just work on the body and mind we are saying work on the flame because that is more permanent your body dies your mind goes away but the flame level is the one that continues your journey even beyond body and, and mind are gone so you mentioned that the, there is a burnout rate you know physicians have a burnout rate of 50% and my focus was why don't the other 50% burn out and that is because they have a they're born with a flame level where they can resist that burnout can other people also raise their level so that is the whole focus of this app that yes we have to develop all three and not just you know you need a physical body because if you don't have a body you can't work on the flame or you can't work on your mind so body is important but so have a healthy happy comfortable body the mind have a friendly relation with your mind don't call it names like monkey mind or other things and then also work on the flame but many people probably don't even have the concept of flame or something they can work on yes i mean i i don't think you know that i think that is something that is different about uh, what you're trying to do with relax because having been uh, on different meditations uh, apps like calm or headspace uh, everything talks about the mind so yeah. excuse me so <clears throat> everything is about the mind but as you said the inner flame i don't think you know i haven't come across anybody talking about it so it so in terms of how did you conceive uh, the project was it always that you wanted you knew that you wanted to take this out to the world and what stage is relax in i uh, i know the app is available in us but i, I was not able to download in uk 
Well, there you should be able to download because it's available on Apple and Android. So if people can download in India and UK, I'm sure it's a relax with two X, you know, that that's the logo. So um, I'll be surprised that you won't be able to load. Uh, uh, I mean, you, have, you can download and then probably you have to sign sign up. It is um, the first version, you know, we came out. the. We are working on an improvement that will come out end of February or middle of February, um, which will be more like, I mean, at the moment, the core content is there and it has the body, mind, flame, intermittent silence and meditation. These are the five components uh, that you come across and we are going to have a better user-friendly and more explanation of how to, you know, go about the app. So yeah, by end of February, March, we'll have a more robust and more kind of a, a friendly, understandable app coming. Um, yeah, I mean, how, how did it come about? I was giving book talks on uh, the journey from life to life in libraries, and uh, I learned a lot from interacting with people like, you know, like I'm interacting with you. And there was a need for, you know, as if we should do a workshop. So we arranged a workshop and COVID happened. So workshop, workshop didn't happen. So we did some virtual workshops. And then it was like, you know, people loved it. You know, all these things that I had to say and, and the meditation. Uh, and, you know, we didn't do much marketing, but it's still, you know, it's just. So I said, OK, why not put it in an app? And then I got um, things happening and. It's, it's interesting that uh, when you start doing something, you know, yeah, yeah, it's like people started getting together and, you know, working together. And uh, we came to a point where we have wonderful team. I mean, we have the team from, we have a president from somebody from California. His name is Dan Reardon. Um, he's just amazing. Uh, and he has interest in this field and he wants to make this happen. We have somebody from Luxembourg uh, who is a CPA, but you know he's a wonderful person and he feels dedicated. Then we got some app developing team who are wonderful, very successful people in India, and they are you know working on it. I mean, so the team is not just because we are paying them money, but they seem to be you know like loving it. Like you know, you read the book, you like the book, so you know if you get involved, it's different than. Uh, I, I went on Upwork and find somebody to do something, you know. So this, so heart and soul is going into every work that's happening. So I'm, I'm very excited, and we love, to, you know, love to share this. Absolutely. In fact, I was reading about silence, and I was thinking that in the current cacophony, uh, just having a silent mind, or even <clears throat> to be silent without, uh, you know, fiddling with the phone. It right. has become a challenge. So how important is silence and how can it help improve our lives? So silence has been in practice for a long time. I mean, even now you can go and do 10 day retreats where you have to stay silent and you do Vipassana, go and did that for many, many years. So silence has been a practice in a, in a way uh, more like retreats. Um, and uh, I came up with this thinking and I tried anything that's in the app, I've tried it on myself because, there, you know, who else will you try on, you know? 
Um, so 10 minutes a day of silence does a lot of benefit to you, as you said. It gives your brain rest for 10 minutes. The first time you do, or first few times you do, you may have an uncomfortable silence that you are describing. You know, it's like, you know, when is the 10 minutes going to be over, right? Because a guided meditation or a music background, you can stay longer because there is something to, you know, hang, you know hook on to or hang on to. But any meditation, doesn't matter which you do, what happens when the meditation happens, it happens in silence. So it's good to practice 10 minutes a day. But the brilliant thing is that it also gives your brain rest because 86 billion neurons will thank you for giving them that rest. And it's a very structured program that I have developed. So it has four steps and each step is important. Like when you close your mouth, you're closing not just not talking, but all the expression, communication, all those cells that are working inside your brain, they get rested. The same way you close your eyes. When you close your eyes, all the cells connected with visual pathway, but also observation, they get rested. And then the third one is silent listening, just listening to the sound that is around, you know, just let it just go pass through, no judgment. And the last one is watching your thoughts just pass by. I mean, thoughts will be there, don't, you know, some people try to stop it, some people try to focus it, some people try to get it, you know, disappear, but no, it's not going to. It's just, it will keep going, so let it just go, and if you are hijacked by a thought, that's okay. When you realize, you come back to that silence, you know, letting it pass by. So you cannot do anything wrong, I mean, if you, you know, so the 10 minutes passes, and it's, new doors start opening up. You also create an inner universe which you can play with. And there is, you know, things that we're talking about in writing and, you know, will be part of that meditation app, it's not right now, is you can create an inner theater. And suppose you have an interview tomorrow. You can play out everything inside your inner theater, in that inner universe that you now know and you can create that, you know, the interview scene with the you know, person who's going to interview, you are there. You can image, not imagine, image it, you know. You can really create images of yourself and, and, the, and go through the whole, you know, process. And when you go to the real one, the brain doesn't differentiate whether it is real or, you know, you are doing it imagining. I mean, brain thinks, oh, it's real. So you have now trained yourself, visualize, you know, visualizing is a good exercise. Many people do it, but they do it at the level of the mind. We are saying that do it at the level of your flame in that inner theater, so it's much more powerful. So it's not just going in some empty space and coming out, it's, it's much more than that, you know. There is a force inside, you go to the source, you find the force, you feel the force, you use the force, you bring the force with you, and then the force stays with you. That's that's intriguing. So it's, it's a lot more interactive rather than being a one-sided where you sit and, you know, kind right. of uh, right. engage. Yeah, it's a positive phenomenon. It's not a negative kind yeah. of, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> 
And what's one common myth about meditation that people generally have? What in your view? Well, one thing I think, you know, meditation is hard. You know, <laughs> it's like, um, but, you know, your mind is very smart. I mean, if mind, if it, you know, first of all, it will say, don't do meditation because it belongs to Hindu religion. I mean, that's one thing, you know. So if you get over that, then the next barrier mind gently says, oh, it's hard. Why do you want to do it? You know, it's like, it's not hard. It's very simple. Like, you know, so for some people, sleeping is hard, right? They can't sleep. But sleeping is not that hard for most people who sleep well. Right? It just happens. The same way meditation just happens. You prepare the ground. You prepare the scenario and it happens to you. So for me, that's the, you know, have you heard any other myths? Uh, no, I was curious. <laughs> I mean, of course, I find it uh, difficult, but then I have my good days and bad days. <laughs> right. I was also, no, yeah. yeah. If you get the app, try some of them, you know. There is Definitely. some chakra meditation, there is upasana meditation, there is yoga nidra meditation, and there are some simple ones, you know. I mean, so. Right. I think it is that... Uh, general uh, consistent trying you know we try to kind of think that okay we have to stop thinking i think that is one myth that i think that people think that okay when you are in meditation you just are in like in some zen state where you don't think so that's something that i found difficult but yeah. otherwise yeah it's yeah it's... no the thoughts will keep going yes and you by when you are watching it you know <laughs> then you find come to a stage where you, you are just a watcher and then you know, then things start happening inside you know positive energy or you know goosebumps or other things open up but it doesn't mean that thoughts stop because thoughts will keep going yes <clears throat> and in fact uh, i had this question do you see there's a bridge between western and you know the indian philosophy the eastern philosophy hmm. because do you see that is there any bridge or connection? Yeah. Well, I, I, that's my one of the lines I say, you know, it's like uh, um, I want, I dream of uh, a world where Western wisdom, sorry, Eastern wisdom and Western discoveries will come together. And uh, that's what where we are. I mean, West has discovered, you know, it has the iPhone, it has the Android, it has Microsoft. Um, and all that can, the Eastern wisdom can take advantage of spreading through those things. So there is a merger of those two. I think it's already happening in some ways. What is come, you know, Western discovery, Eastern wisdom, you know, going together. So. Absolutely. And in fact, um, since, you know, kindness is one underlying theme of my show, uh, mm -hmm. Have you experienced, I'm sure you would have some stories to share where you've experienced some kindness and what is your view in terms of how kindness can uh, play a role in a better society? No, kindness is, 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 is uh, an essential component. I mean, there's no question about that. And how do you develop kindness? One way of developing kindness because your mind is conditioned. That's how we most of us uh, do. Your parents have said be kind. Your teacher has said be kind. 
and if you are not kind somebody reminds you you are not kind your peers you know when you are 6 or 7 year old they say you are not a kind person you know so kindness one is conditioning that happens of the mind which is good which is great uh, what we are saying that you can take it to a deeper level you can become uh, when you go to the flame level kindness is the nature of that flame cruelty is not the nature of that flame that consciousness that energy that pure energy doesn't teach you cruelty so once you go there and you feel the kindness from inside you then it becomes your true nature so that's the only you know um, thing that i will add but this you know kindness is a perfect perfect thing and that's our natural habit i mean you were walking hiking I mean, we were hiking in Grand Canyon, you know, me and my wife, and my wife was looking tired, and people were just handing their bottles. I mean, the bottles they were taking for themselves because they could see that she was, you know, uh, struggling um, coming up. Because it, I don't know if you have been Grand Canyon, it 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 can be, you know, coming up can be tough, and uh, so that is, you know, it's our nature. Kindness is in our inner nature. Uh, and um, we should keep keep you know developing that you know absolutely and uh, i know one book i would definitely recommend everybody to read is the journey from life to life what is another book recommendation that you would share with our listeners well there are many many books i uh, recently read a book um, um, um it's called uh, meaning of life or what is it called um, very franco you know yeah yeah victor frankl i think yeah victor frankl man's search for meaning yeah. yes yes yeah look That's at that you know <laughs> that is a like lovely that. book yeah. yeah i mean it's a yeah it's not just an account there is much more to um, that book so yeah. yeah oh that's that's great thanks for prompting me you know and um, i think uh, i will not and, yeah take, go ahead no i will not take too much of your time i just have one or two more questions mm. one is like what what are your uh, like plans uh, like i know are you read or writing any other book apart from relax yeah i am writing a book uh, intermittent silence and meditation um book uh, it's it will be a comprehensive account of you know many of the things we talked today um it will come out uh, after my app you know comes you know comes out in so maybe 2 3 months and uh, i think it will be a practical guide not like the journey of from life to life is more like a descriptive this will be you know have things for people to do and questions to ask and, interesting uh, yeah one book i would recommend you yeah. to read if you can osho sure. has book uh, called hidden mysteries that's a beautiful book i will i will definitely yeah. i will pick that up and uh, the last question would be what is your one tip to make the world a better place <laughs> i wish there was one tip uh, but uh, uh, it's always good to enhance your own you know it's like um, have a high purpose higher purpose in your life um the world is made of individuals and um, your higher purpose thinking that thought process i mean that vibrations go out there 
And uh, when you are surrounded by people, when you are talking to somebody, suddenly you are talking at a different level if you have a higher kind of purpose to achieve. I mean, my subtitle of that book is Achieving Higher Purpose. And the other book I said, you know, Man's Search for Meaning kind of, you know, pushes the limit. So I think pushing the limit and doing, having something higher purpose than just what we do. I mean, what we do is also important. What we do, I mean, go to school and good get good grades. I mean, that's important. Um, but having something higher always uh, will make the world a better place, in my view. You know, So it starts from the individual rather than just the service outside, which is good as well, but that's my take. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. I mean, it has to start from within and then you radiate. I think um, anything else that you would want to share, which where I which I haven't asked. No, thank you, thank you for having me. And uh, relax with two x dot org is the website. Yes. And relax with two x, double x in England in England, right? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Thank you so much, doctor. It was a pleasure thank to have you on the show. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed today's conversation with Dr. Bhatta. And as always, I have a couple of reflections on the conversation. The first is that if you really care about something, you will make the time and put in the effort to pursue it. And uh, just talking to him and uh, seeing him pursue all that he does apart from being a doctor is so inspiring and the second thing is the importance of aligning our mental physical and spiritual health uh, you know as the doctor said working on the inner theater i think uh, that's something that is going to stay with me and i hope that it helps you too Please do share and subscribe to the podcast. If you have a story to share, please do write in to me at thegentleproject.kindness at gmail.com or you could visit thegentleproject.io which is our website and leave a note for us. If you want to be a part of this uh, small initiative, please feel free to write in to me at thegentleproject.kindness at gmail.com it would be lovely to have more people join on this wonderful uh, journey and please do uh, share your feedback and share with us if there are any guests that you would want to uh, listen to on the show and uh, so until next time stay safe and stay kind